0: Welcome to the Rose Relationship Resolutions podcast. So today we're going to be talking about partners and PMDD. So I know that so many of you may not even know what PMDD is. So I'm just going to give you a brief overview of what it is so that when we're talking about it, you know exactly what it is. So I know for sure that anyone that has PMDD definitely doesn't need this introduction because they have it every single month. So PMDD is premenstrual dysphoric disorder and it is a health problem that's similar to PMS but it's more serious. So it causes severe irritability, depression, and anxiety about two weeks before your period starts. So the symptoms for PMDD normally go away about two or three days after your period actually starts. So. First, let's go over some of the symptoms of PMDD. So some of the most common symptoms of PMDD are mood and emotional changes, um, being sad and tearful, irritability, anger, rage, depression, anxiety, decreased interest in usual activities. So you're basically not feeling like doing all of the things that you normally want to do, you have a difficulty concentrating, focusing. Um, Us with PMDD, we call it brain fog, and there is severe tiredness, fatigue, low energy, changes in appetite. So some people have food cravings where they experience overeating, and some people actually Um, lose their appetite and so they have to remind themselves to eat um hypersomnia so everyone is used to knowing what insomnia is which that means that they have an issue with actually falling asleep or staying asleep sometimes um in pmdd what you have is hypersomnia which this means excessive sleepiness meaning you just want to sleep all day, all the time. And when you sleep for long periods of time, you actually don't feel rested um, like you would normally feel if you were not in PMDD. Another common symptom is feelings of overwhelmed or out of control. And the physical symptoms are swelling of the breast, joint muscular pain, bloating, and weight gain. So today we're going to talk about partners in PMDD because I know that So many of us women who have PMDD, which I have, um, I've had it for 15 years now and my daughter is 11 years old and I would say that my PMDD symptoms increased after birth, although I did have it Um, towards the onset of me having an actual cycle. So the reason why you need to have a cycle um, in order to experience PMDD is because you have a sensitivity to the normal period process that every woman goes through. It's just your brain and emotional response to that normal cycle. So the symptoms normally go away once you get your period and they start once you ovulate. So this is why I wanna talk about PMDD and partners because according to statistics, about half of individuals with PMDD report losing an intimate partner relationship due to PMDD. So 98% of women with PMDD feel that the, that PMDD itself puts a significant strain on their current intimate partner relationship. And then 97% feels that PMDD places a significant strain on their family relationship. So I want to talk to someone today who knows all about this, and that is my husband. So we have been dealing with PMDD since we have been married. This is our third year of marriage. And I just want to talk to him to get a another partner's perspective of what goes on, not just with me as a woman who has PMDD, but as the partner aspect of what do they go through? What do they experience as a result of being connected, being in an intimate relationship with someone who has PMDD? So without further ado, I would like to introduce my husband, Jamil.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: Okay, (laughs) so just so you all know right now, we are not in the same room. Okay, so we are long distance right now, so we are recording this from different locations. So let's first start off with, did you initially understand what it meant for me to have PMDD when I initially told you I have PMDD?
1: No, I didn't really understand the severity of it.
0: What did you think when I told you that i have pmdd what did you think that meant for you what did you think that it meant for me
1: um i just figured it was something that where could be easily handled and you know like something that we could work through and i i mean i didn't realize that there's literally nothing you can do and it comes every
0: month right so Knowing what you know now, would you have rather me told you that I had PMDD or would you rather me try to kind of keep it with myself and cope with it um, on my own?
1: Oh, no, absolutely not. I definitely communicating that you have it is the only way to make a relationship work. The only way, I'm telling you. Where if you would have never told me, like it would have been so much easier to say, ah, she's crazy. Like, and it's like this every month. Like there's no way we can make this work.
0: So what does me knowing that I, or you knowing that I have PMDD, how does that make it different for you? Because you're still dealing with the same thing that you would have dealt with had I kept it to myself and you just thought, oh, this is just how she is. You know, like what is, what is knowing that I have an actual disorder? How does that make it different for you as far as dealing with it?
1: I mean, knowledge is power and being able to know and understand where someone is coming from, like, for instance, where you're coming from and your actions, your behaviors, everything that happens during PMDD, uh, I can receive it under the, the circumstances that, hey, this is PMDD. So say, you know, there's heavy emotions or, um, there's issues that start to arise with the understanding that we're in quote unquote, what we like to call the field. I call it going to the field. Um, knowing that we're in the field, I don't, I don't, I don't take things as personal. Um, I, we try to tread lightly because, Hey, I know what's going on. You know what's going on. And we're communicating that. So we try not to have those heavy conversations or, you know, big decision-making type conversations uh, under the understanding that, hey, maybe maybe we can roll it for another week and be in a different place, both mentally, uh, emotionally, you know. Um, so yeah, communication is key. If you would have never communicated that, that there would be no way that I think we could have made it this far, and no way that we would be able to really plan for the future to be honest.
0: So I know that <laughs> I know what the field means. So can you give a little bit of background on what you mean when you're saying the field? like how you because in the beginning, that wasn't something that you initially said, but as the months went on, you kind of developed that mindset and kind of that little persona of saying, okay, you're going into PMDD. We're now going to the field and like, where did that come from for you as far as like a coping mechanism of, is how you needed to view it um, during that time in order to get through those two weeks?
1: Well, uh, when you go to the field, Uh, For those
0: those of us that are not, or not us, but for those people who are not um, in the military, so they don't know, they may literally be thinking of a soccer field right now. So I just want to (laughs) explain to our listeners what you mean by the field um, and how that helped you to kind of cope with it.
1: So, you know, again, for the military members or not, When I say go to the field, that means we're going out and anything goes, uh, it's going to be challenging. There's uncertainty. Um, it may not be fluid. So there's a couple of different ways that it translates. Um, like I said, the, the uncertainty and the fluidity is the big thing, uh, that, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, but then, uh, sometimes pmdd like we're not allowed to even talk like we just stick to text messages um, and again that's like going to the field like hey you know it's time to turn off i know that there's an end to this so we're coming back out of the field um and that that's kind of how i relate to that and so when i call it the field hey yandra like we might not be able to t- text uh, we might not be able to talk. Sometimes we can do very well and talk and, and, you know, we're very successful. And then sometimes we're literally in the field, uh, battling it out.
0: (laughs) Very true. So when we're in the field, um, do you ever in the beginning or any month, um, did you ever question if you were the problem and not PMDD, because I know that when I get into PMDD, I'm very convincing of me feeling sort of that there's a projection of it's the world and it's not me. You know, when you have PMDD symptoms and you have things going on in your your mind and your body and everything, It feels real in the moment, you know, so for two weeks out of the month, whatever I'm saying, it's not that I'm saying it like pretending that it's reality, like for me, that is my reality in the moment. So when we used to have um, kind of discussions or arguments or disagreements about things, did you ever think to yourself like, man, maybe I'm the one that's really messed up, like maybe I'm just doing everything wrong, you know, have you ever thought that way? and not blamed it on PMDD and literally thought that maybe there's just these things that I'm causing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely takes two to fight, first off. Uh, And I tell you, having, being insecure yourself can cause so many more issues. So initially, yeah, I would always question like, man, what could I do different? How, what am I doing? Uh, You know, and you start to, like, I, to be honest, I used to, like, lose my own self-confidence, like, man, what else can I do? Like, am I just not good enough? Uh, Everything that I do is a problem. Everything that I say, uh, I mean, it could be, sometimes it could be so bad that, like, I could be breathing a certain way, And I'm like, and, and DeAndra will, you know, you'll get upset at me. And it's like, man, is it me or, you know, like how, how is this even coming about?
0: Yeah, so one of the symptoms of um, PMDD is misophonia, which is the extreme, you hear everything louder than it is, you know, and before I really noticed how much PMDD was affecting um, my life, I used to literally think that people were intentionally slamming things, slamming doors, like breathing heavy, like all of the things. It's like you hear it magnified. But I think that the time in my life where I realized that, hey, this is probably the PMDD is when I was living um, in a place and I used to keep the windows open. And there was a train across the street. And for two weeks out of the month, like I heard the train all month long, but for two weeks out of the month, it seemed so loud. And it was kind of like, I don't, it's not a person that's doing it. So it's not like I could blame it on an actual person, like you're intentionally being loud. It was literally the same train for the first two weeks of the month. And I would hear it and I couldn't sleep because it it sounded so loud. So when you have a partner that um, normally does things, you know, so for two weeks out of the month, you don't even mention it, it doesn't bother you. Then all of a sudden when you're in PMDD, you're like, why are you breathing so loud or why are you snoring so loud or why are you slamming my door it's like it almost feels like when you hear it it's like a like somebody's tapping you or pushing you like you feel it so deeply when it happens that you literally cringe and you get so offended because you're like why are you doing this to me like now all of a sudden the partner is the enemy because they're breathing or they're blowing their nose or they're doing these normal things. And you're just like, must you cause me so much agony? What do you want? Like it's so dramatic, but it seems so real because if you picture someone taking a megaphone and like blowing something in your ear, even without PMDD, you would be so frustrated that you're literally living in a world through a megaphone so when i complain to you during those times about my some of my symptoms about your your things that you're doing what is your response to that like what like how do you feel like do you feel helpless like what am i supposed to do holding my breath for two weeks or like <laughs> uh
1: okay let me let me start with a story when we first met um Obviously, you were not in PMDD. And if you were, then you covered it up very well. But our first few months, or I would say, eh, I'm not going to say a few months. Our, our first, let's just say with the beginning, I came into a relationship as a smoker. And there was never an issue with smoking. And I can attest that one day. Um, while in PMDD, all of a sudden DeAndre totally switched up and was like, did not want me to smoke. So I, it, was, it was like, it was so mind-blowing to me how, you know, I would sit there and smoke cigarettes back to back to back to back, no issues. We'd be at the beach, no issues, no issues. Then one day, it must have been during PMDD, Rose just up and said, went off on me for smoking. I, I was so mind blown. And I'm like, where did this come from? You know, uh, she truly wanted me to quit smoking. And I, I truly think it was PMDD, but then on the back end of PMDD, because it was such a big issue, I feel like, you know, almost she had to stick to it. <laughs> she had to stick to the, the damage that was done because we had fought so big about it that it just translated to forever. Um, so there's a quick story about, you know, never being an issue with smoking. And then all of a sudden, boom, one day it's an issue. Okay. Uh, how do I? F-
0: get, let me get into that story because I specifically told Jamil that I did not want him to smoke. I'm, I'm going to preface this. That when you are not in PMDD, you do have the ability to accept and deal with and tolerate a lot more things than you do when you're in PMDD. I feel like we have the ability to overlook things and not overlook them like they don't bother us, but just you don't get a reaction out of women um, because they're just you're more yourself, you're more in tune, you're more compassionate, all of the things. But in regards to that particular story, Me and Jamil had a conversation where I said that I don't want you to smoke and he agreed like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Like I understand because I had never dated anyone that smoked before. That was literally one of my, um, I don't know what you call them, like deal breakers that I just didn't deal with people that smoked. But when I met him and he smoked, there were so many other qualities that he had that overshadowed that that I kind of like, overlooked it and said, okay, well, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to like totally rule him out because he smokes, because there were all these other qualities, but I will have a conversation. And so when we had a conversation, um, and I, and, we, and he, and I told him, I said, hey, I don't like that you smoke. I don't want you to smoke and use. And then he said something like, oh, well, You know, like it's not good for me anyway. Like I understand, blah, blah, blah. He made an agreement with me that he would not smoke. And then when we went out one day with his friends and I was sitting at the table um, and he left and went outside, that's when I realized that he actually, and I was in PMDD. And so when I realized that he had smoked, and he had made that commitment to me, that promise. Like we had had a, like a conversation, like a real conversation. And he said he wasn't going to smoke anymore. He was like, I, my dad did it for so long. Like, it's not good for you. Like, I'm not gonna do it. And I said, okay, cool. And then when I found out that he was, was smoking, that for me, and again, I wanna, another episode that we're gonna talk about is childhood trauma and how that comes up in PMBD. But for right now, one of my things from childhood was don't tell me you're going to do something like you're not don't tell me you're not going to do something and then you do it anyway because for me that is like the ultimate betrayal because if you tell me you're not going to do something and i trust you and i believe you then i'm i'm standing on that like i don't i don't follow up and like make sure be like hey don't forget that you didn't do this but this particular time as soon as we had that conversation where he said he wasn't going to smoke anymore i believed him so when it happened, and I was actually in PMDD, like your reactions are magnified so much when you're in PMDD that I was infuriated. Now I still would have yeah. been mad about him breaking, yeah, that, hard, breaking hard. that promise to me because I don't. I, I just I still would have been mad about it. I know that whether I was in PMDD or not, because I'm so trusting and I'm not like one of those micromanagers where it's like, hey, you promised this. Like, I don't nag my partner. So like, if you tell me you're going to do something or you're not going to do it, like I'm not following up with you every two seconds. I'm just expecting that you're not going to do it. But when I found out that he smoked and he told me he wasn't going to, and we were still dating, I went off. And I and the thing about being in PMDD and having those strong emotions is that you don't really care who is around. You don't care about your environment. You don't care about the repercussions. I didn't care. All I could see was tunnel vision. And that was, he was out there smoking. He told me he wasn't going to smoke. That's ultimate betrayal. So when you, when you hurt someone when they're in PMDD, everything is magnified. And in that moment, I was so trusting that he wasn't going to do it. That when I found out that he was just out there doing it in my presence, I felt disrespected, I felt hurt. And it was like times 20 because I thought like everything, you know, when you're dating, everything is so fragile that you kind of take the little red flags and everything that happens. It's kind of like it's bigger to you because you're trying to not find anything to not be with that person. So you're just like, oh, please, you know, just do everything you say you're gonna do and don't do everything that you say that you're not gonna do and you kind of like jump all in. And so when someone breaks that, then you just feel hurt. And, and when you feel hurt, you feel angry, you feel betrayed. I felt like PMDD magnified my response and I was Beyond like I was so and in the moment I was so done because I just couldn't believe That I was sitting up there in Buffalo Wild Wings with his friends Like sitting at the table and then his I was like, where is he and then his friends like oh He's probably out smoking with so-and-so and I was like what? It was horrible. It was horrible. So That was one of the earlier moments, we have many moments and you'll hear about them on future episodes, but we had many moments of explosive PMDD responses that kind of got us to the point of feeling like, okay, we need to regulate this. We need to kind of deal with how we handle normal conflict and how we handle conflict um, while in PMDD.
1: Well, let me, okay, so let me tell you the his side. I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time, but let me tell you the his side of that story. So, yes, I had quit smoking. And if anybody is a smoker or, you know, anybody listening to this has ever smoked for 25 years, um, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm a social smoker. So we had been, we were having a couple of drinks with some friends, getting ready to leave, went outside, smoked a cigarette, didn't think twice about it. I wouldn't, I didn't try to hide it. No, nothing. Just, Hey, you know what? Smoke a cigarette with a friend. We're getting ready to leave the whole Island. And when she found out I was smoking, imagine this it's downtown Waikiki uh, people everywhere. And it's like a Friday night people everywhere. And she stood, it was almost like, you know, you ever seen like somebody on stage in the spotlight is only on them. Right. It was like she was standing there all alone, although she really wasn't. And she went off on me over the cigarette. And I was so mind blown. Like, first off, I had never seen that. I had never seen. That was the first PMDD that I had seen in our whole relationship. And it was just her. And me and the rest of the world is, is how, how it felt. And I, I couldn't believe, one, I was embarrassed as a dog. I couldn't believe she was cussing me out on the stairs in in, in Waikiki about a cigarette, right? <laughs> and I, I I was in total shock. She sent me home, I had to Uber home that night. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to stay the night with her and she sent me home. And like, it was just such a huge, huge deal. And I, I was just in such shock that I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, embarrassed. We're arguing over a cigarette. To me, not a big deal. To her, end of the world, okay? I feel like if we hadn't been in PMDD at that point, um, it would have been a firm conversation maybe. But that was like a glorified end of the world to her. And, and I have nothing to do, you know, I have to respect it. you know, yes, I did say that I would quit.
0: Oh, you're breaking up. Sorry, guys, I think he's frozen. He's like, really into the conversation and moving around. But he froze at the moment. What I'm going to do um, next is talk about when he. Hello. Oh, my goodness. It's still going Can on. You hear me? Perfect. Yes. Oh, OK. I thought it deleted. I'm like, no. <laughs> no,
1: nah, that wasn't me for sure, because I'm not even moving. I, okay, I know. Go ahead.
0: Sorry, guys. So We're back on. OK, so the last thing I heard was yes you knew that was the first time that you had ever seen that kind of reaction um from me yeah so
1: straight up I I you know I'm not gonna I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this I just want to make it a point that that was the that was when reality hit I didn't know what it was at the time um but that was the true PMDD right there like Again, it could have been a simple conversation, firm conversation on her side. Like, hey, look, I don't, you told me you would do something. I take it as, you know, I take your word. Um, I take your word and you went back on your word. And I could have, I would have felt terrible and did the same thing that I did with uh, the butt chewing that she gave me. So, um, again, very embarrassing. Uh, She didn't even flinch to the people that were around her and referring back to that, like I said,
0: yeah.
1: it was crazy. Uh, unbelievable. So again, something like that, where, you know, I was, I felt put on the spot and just the embarrassment alone was enough to potentially like end, end the relationship. Like,
0: And you, why didn't you? Because I'm thinking of that time that, This incident happened with the PMDD because we met, got married, like everything was super quick because we kind of knew, but like what kept you from at that point ending it and saying, you know what, this is too much for me to deal with. This is a complete cluster of, I've never dealt with this before. (laughs) Like this was a big undertaking and you were actually experiencing it at the point prior to even proposing to me matter of fact i do believe if i'm not mistaken that you actually proposed to me the following day
1: i did well
0: did so what (laughs) is what is the what is and that's the balance of pmdd okay so i know that so many women because i have them as clients i talk to them personally they're amazing people and when i talk to their partners that is what they tell me that my my partner is amazing they have all of these qualities it's everything that i wanted and then there's this so it's almost like you're you're at that fork in the road it's like do i give up everything that they are when they're not in pmdd for who they are when they're in pmdd so what helped you make that decision um, the very next day, because there wasn't a lot of time because you were leaving soon, like all of the things.
1: So I, I, I had a lot to think about at the time. Uh, it happened so quick, but it would, I talked it off as, as an isolated incident. I said, okay, well, like you had said earlier, you know, had all these great phenomenal qualities and then all of a sudden out of the blue, you're cussing me out in the middle of waki as if no one's around. And it's like Friday night, everyone's around looking at me like, what the heck is going on? And, and I was more embarrassed than anything. But then the fact that you weren't, I was like, how could she not be embarrassed? Like, you know, you, I feel like you didn't even realize how that made me feel. Uh, so I, I talked it off as like a, an isolated incident I couldn't let that one thing that happened for the first time be the end all be all. Can I, I mean, to be honest, did it cross my mind? Like, Whoa, where'd this come from? Okay. I know she's capable of this, but you know, I, one time I couldn't just stop with that one time, you know, like I said, isolated, that that was my only thought process was it, this is an isolated incident, not going to happen again she is very, very, very genuine. And I know that when we talk about this, we'll be able to come to an agreement uh, or, you know, she'll be able to receive how I felt during the situation. And you didn't, you weren't the type and are still not the type of person that doesn't take in consideration your own actions, uh, my feelings when I express them to you. So very genuine. And that was what saved me. Like, that's what saved me because um, that situation right there could have been very easily like, Whoa, no, 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 Like you crossed the line right there. Just like in your mind, I crossed the line too. Uh,
0: That's what I want so- everyone to hear is that what he said, what he said was my normal acceptance of my actions, meaning I'm taking responsibility for the things that I do, whether I'm in PMDD or not. He knew that about me. So I know sometimes we feel like as women with PMDD that we have a kind of get out of jail free card because it's kind of like you can say, oh, I'm doing that because I'm in PMDD. But we have to be at a point with our partners where we're actually admitting that I did something that's really messed up and it's wrong. Okay, so there's nothing that there's no disorder that can give us the green light for verbally, physically all abusing our partners. So this is not a place where we're saying, okay, you need to accept this about me. And then I have the green card to abuse you um, and disrespect you because I have this disorder and you just have to deal with it. That's not okay, that's not what I'm saying. And if you expect to be in an intimate relationship, you have to understand that no matter how bad of a reaction that you had to certain things, whether you're in PMDD when you come out of it or when you're still in it, you have to be able to talk to your partner and you have to apologize for everything that you did wrong, that you did out of character because it's not fair that you have pmdd that gives you those symptoms that cause you to react that way but it's also not fair to put that on your partner and expect them to tolerate that does that make sense
1: yeah let me let me uh expound upon that i think the number one most important thing of this what you just said and what i just said is is taking responsibility and accountability for your your actions so while they weren't okay in the moment, and they didn't escalate, thank God, to something even worse. So it took a lot of, you know, emotional intelligence on my part, a lot of bearing, to not react, uh, esca- let the escalation of force, you know, go back and forth. So when you, when you find yourself in that position, I, this is, again, going right into that, communication is key, and accepting that, Hey, she has PMDD. This this may or may not be an isolated incident, but right now, this very moment, it's an isolated incident, and I have to take each one as it. If I would have reacted the way that I felt, you know, again, I was embarrassed. Uh, I didn't really see much fault in what I was doing, but then I also knew that she was, you know, very serious about the way she felt about me smoking that cigarette, and. If I if I didn't control myself, that could have easily been we'd both be in jail, like easily had been in jail Yeah, because I was so embarrassed. Like I was more embarrassed than anything because, you know, I'm a very uh, (laughs) I, I know my surroundings and people were just looking at me like, what the heck is going on? And I was I was mad embarrassed. But again, having bearing on my side. Um, saying hey we'll deal with this later I walked away she walked away Uh, it wasn't the best feeling in the world I, I was in shock and her taking responsibility for the way that she treated me she never backed out of the whole cigarette thing but she did take responsibility for the way that she spoke to me in the context that she did in the location so she acknowledged my embarrassment and that saved me um because when you, when you, you know, go at somebody and with such intensity and PMDD is not the free pass, right? So yes, there was, she's in the, in the PMDD, but it would be so much worse if I didn't know first off. And then second, if she didn't take a step back and, and say, hey, look, I was wrong for what I did. I hear you. I shouldn't have embarrassed you. I apologize. And it has to be genuine, too. Uh Uh, So that has saved me in the future fights, in the future incidents, uh, knowing that, hey, there will be a time that we can discuss a two-way conversation, not a one-way. It's not going to be an excuse for the way that she acted and vice versa. Um, I don't, I, I, you know, take responsibility for my actions as well. So we do very well with those. Hey, I see that I did this. I should have known better. Um, l- we'll do better next time,
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: and that that definitely helps.
0: And I think at the end of every PMDD or outside of PMDD incident, just having that foundation of it, and it can't just be one person. So it can't just be me saying I take responsibility, and then you saying yeah, you're really messed up for doing that. You know, Because it's so easy as partners that when you know that the other person messed up that you kind of get on this pedestal and you point the finger and kind of kick your partner while they're down because you feel at an advantage because you may think, oh, I didn't do anything as bad as they did. So I'm gonna be in this position of looking down on you and saying, yeah, you did mess up. You know, like we don't have that kind of marriage or relationship to where it's ever been that if one person says, I messed up, that the other person takes that as an opportunity to put the other person down. It's almost like an introspective, like waving the white flag. When one person says, hey, you know what? I reacted wrong in this way. I should, you know, I should have handled it differently. The other person instinctively it's like, you know what? It's not just you. I messed up too. Like it's a mutual coming together of like we both see where we could have handled the situation differently, but it all starts with one person and it doesn't have to be me and it doesn't have to be him. One person just has to come forward and say, you know what? I'm admitting that I did something wrong and it just opens the door for us to just, you know, both confront each other and say, you know what? Me too. And we we get over it so much quicker than if we were both trying to defend our actions and say, because it's so easy to use PMDD as an excuse, because it's an actual thing, you know, so it would be easy for me to be like, oh, no, 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 it's not me, it's PMDD. And I always look at it as it's not PMDD, it's my reaction to PMDD. Now, I will say that it is hard to manage my reaction to it but it is possible too so before you get to a point where you just give up and you just let pmdd run your intimate relationship know that it is going to be hard but it is possible for you to control your reactions with your partner while you have pmdd so i'm going to end this episode um specifically and i think that what we've all learned um from this particular incident is that just confess and admit to your partner when you've done something wrong when you're in pmdd it's very shameful i know when you come out of it you don't feel like that person anymore and you can almost look at the things that you did and feel such guilt and shame and being like i can't believe that i did that and i know that i would never do that if i wasn't in pmdd but the first step to recovering from every incident that may happen to you while in pmdd with your partner is to just confess it to your partner and hopefully you have a partner as amazing as mine that is willing to forgive you to admit their wrongdoing and allow you all to come together and move forward
1: yes i (laughs) i definitely i definitely want to say that that is that is the key. And we're not perfect. And even till this day, we'll still have those. And I, the one thing that keeps me above water is that I know that we can have a conversation um, and I'll be heard. And being heard is so, so important to every human being. I feel heard. It felt genuine. She's empathetic. Uh, and she understands that it's not a free pass. And that's huge huge and that goes stems right back to admitting that you have it acknowledging that you have it and that's the start get started with knowing that you have it communicate that you have it and let's work together through it but it's like hitting the reset button every month so just know it doesn't go away but every month we learn something new about each other good bad ugly it doesn't matter. Every month we learn something. She learns, we learn something about us and I learn something about myself and she learns something about herself and she'll record it. Like she does very well with, you know, journaling. I kind of suck at journaling, but she does very well at journaling. And I'll see her doing the, doing the work and trying to make sure that she doesn't, you know, make the same mistakes twice where I, I, I kind of fail at that. Like I'll make the same mistake like 10 times and then I'll be like, all right, dang it. Okay. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> so admitting admitting, and taking responsibility, communication is, is key. It is vital to the success of PMDD.
0: Well, I love you. And I think that you are amazing and that you handle every single day, not just every single month, but every single day. Um, in PMDD, out of PMDD, what's most comforting is that although I have this disorder, I feel so secure in our marriage and our relationship that I feel like this is something that we can handle together and we're not quitters in anything that we do. Um, And so I look forward to perfecting, because this this is an ongoing process, but perfecting how we are as partners with PMDD. So with that, I'm going to end this episode and this is one of many. I will be back for more me and Jamil. Talk to you later. Bye.